Hello and welcome to our At Any Rate, European Rates Focus Podcast, a place for us to discuss recent development and key issues in European rates. I'm Fabio Bassi from European Rate Strategy here at JP Morgan, and I'm joined today by our senior rate strategy, Francis Diamond, Aditya Chorja, and Kagendra Gupta. As we move in 2023, we would like to discuss our outlook for European rates. Our core view for next year is that the fastest and the most synchronized tightening cycle from the DM Central Bank will trigger a pause by the end of the first quarter next year. The amount of uh, tightening delivered so far and the typical lag in the transmission of monetary policy, which uh, uh, central banks have uh, recently highlighted, clearly warrant a pause. The evolution of the macro outlook, and specifically the dynamic of inflation, is going to drive the behavior and the policy thereafter. So our baseline is that more tightening is going to come between the end of this year and the next quarter with a pause in March. From there, the Fed will stay with a Fed fund at 5% until the end of 2023, the ECB at 2.5% and the Bank of England at four and a quarter. If uh, far out our outlook for the economy to slow down, for inflation to start a consistent downtrend, and for the U.S. to enter a mild recession into late 2023 is going to play out, that should open the door for easing in 2024, with the main anchor for our broad call for lower yield across the M in 2023. A clear risk to that view would clearly come from inflation that is uh, stickier than what we are anticipating, and therefore is going to put pressure to central bank to either stay on hold for longer or potentially tightening even further from, uh, into mid to late 2023. So let me start with Francis. What is our outlook on uh, euro air inflation? When is it peaking? And is that going to be enough for the ECB to pause? Also, what is the expectation about the evolution of wages and inflation expectation? Yeah, thanks, Fabio. So I guess just briefly this year, I mean, core inflation year has been affected by the pass through from energy prices, currency, reopening effects, and there's been a very large acceleration in, in some of the underlying core baskets. So I think our sense is these pressures should start to fade over 2023, but we do think headline inflation will probably be sticky over the next couple of months. We see out the final leg of the, the energy price moves. Our baseline forecast sees headline and core inflation steadily decelerating next year. We've got core averaging 3.9 uh, over 2023, but still with a sense that service inflation is stickier than core goods inflation, reflecting some of the, the, the underlying wage pressures. However, I think our sense is the base case is that a pickup in wage growth is probably still modest. It's not yet problematic from a medium-term perspective, but we do see risks that resilient labour markets and low confidence environment could keep wage pressures probably a little bit higher uh, for longer than possibly expected. But I think the biggest upside risk really around this baseline profile of a decline in headline and core over the next year is really what happens with energy prices into next winter, exactly where gas storage levels in the region are into winter <laughs> is uncertain. And I think there are some uh, difficulties in terms of knowing where the range for potential gas shortfalls in Europe could be into next winter, which I think does mean the potential for a bit of an upshift move in headline inflation uh, is still there, although not baked into the baseline forecast. Thank you, Francis. Let me turn to Aditya. Clearly, the volatility of Bund deal this year was impacted by both uh, global and domestic factor, with inflation in the euro area going in the double digit and clearly challenging the uh, central bank. 
with a clear implication for for the bond market. So, what is our uh, outlook for the bond yield and the German curve next year? How confident are you in the call, and what are the risks around your baseline? Thanks, Fabio. So, yeah, indeed, like after registering the largest sell-off in ten-year bond yields since euro inception, like we sold our almost two twenty-five basis point from peak uh, trough to the peak. With height and very heightened volatility, I think for 2023, we now forecast 10-year bond yields to again continue in this choppy range trading for a while. Uh, like for 10-year, I'm looking at the ranges of 175 to 225 levels until we are past the end of ECB tightening cycles. So as you mentioned, like that's more like the March 2023 meeting. And then once we are post that, we expect them to eventually drift lower towards 130 by end of 2023 on anticipation of DM easing cycle over the subsequent years. Uh, so given our tactical range trading in the near term, we remain biased to trade duration from the long side, tactically in early 2023, and strategically once there is confidence on ECB terminal rate delivery. The forecast is based on uh, the central scenario which you laid out, inflation peaking in the near term, declining over 2023, subdued growth but a recession being avoided in late 2023, and also ECB delivering a restrictive modest policy at 250, uh, and staying at hold for a good part till late mid-2024 and then easing subsequently uh, as the Fed eases and also delivering a very modest QT. In terms of risk, the risks are clearly biased towards higher yields, at least in the near term, uh, under the stickiest inflation scenario which you highlighted, which will force ECB to continue tightening well into restricted territory, let's say around a terminal of 3% or higher versus our base case of 250. So under such scenario, German yields could easily move back to the YTD highs or even uh, push uh, higher than that temporarily. But even in this scenario, we remain convinced that once we are past the terminal, likely in 2S 2023, we believe that the market focus will turn quickly to the potential risk of recession due to highly restrictive policy leading to sharp uh, inversion in the very front end of money market curves, thus leading to sharp decline in yields post-terminal delivery. So overall, near term, the choppiness will increase further. But then by the end of the year, we still remain convinced in most of the macro scenarios, we see lower yields. Uh, on German curve, we expect modest bull steepening of two stents and 10s 30s curves once we are past the end of the tightening cycle, with 10s 30s showing the steepening dynamics first. Until March 2023, we expect the German curve to continue to, ex to exhibit bare flattening bull steepening dynamics given our choppy yield trading uh, call. Also on cross-market, we expect euro rates to broadly outperform versus U.S. in early 2023, as Fed will deliver a terminal modestly higher relative to current pricing, whereas the ECB would deliver a lower terminal relative to the current market pricing. So we have a bias to overweight German duration both outright uh, and also versus U.S. until 1Q23, whenever we are close to the upper end of the recent trading ranges. Beyond that, uh, once we are past the terminal, we expect the reverse dynamics, that is, expect German rates to underperform U.S. rates for the rest of 2023. Thank you. So this year also delivered a substantial macro shock from energy, which required a decent amount of fiscal response. Uh, and at the same time, we had uh, early action in Italy. In that scenario, BTP Bund show a decent amount of volatility, but at the same time, the TPI of the ECB contributed to a different perception around the tail risk. So what is your outlook for interimious spread for next year? You're going to be the year where the central bank is going to deliver QT, and is that going to deliver a broad widening of interimious spread? 
Um, so probably indeed, like 2022 was a bit of a roller coaster, right, for intraday spreads, where spreads widened aggressively in the beginning of the year. But once the TPI, ECB sort of pushed back with the TPI and the active app skewing, the spreads still remain quite volatile, but were quite range bound. And currently, we are trading at the lower end of those ranges. Uh, under our central scenario, which we laid out above, we expect interim spreads to widen in early 2023, given expensive valuations, ongoing macro or monetary policy uncertainties, supply pressures, and QT noise. Uh, we expect interim spreads to stay under pressure until late 1Q 2023, similar to the choppy range trading environment we are uh, we were discussing just before on the German curve, and then drift gradually tighter for the rest of 2023 on easing of financing conditions as ECB ends the tightening cycle. Uh, also, we expect improvement in private sector demand on attractive risk adjusted return offsetting weak supply versus ECB purchase dynamics for 2023, and our expectation of a broadly benign political landscape for across euro area for the 2023. But at the same time, we stress that despite our broadly constructive outlook during second half of 2023, we do not expect interim spreads to tighten back to tight levels reached during the periods of like the PEP period of 2020-2021 because the supply demand dynamics is quite weaker compared to those periods where the ECB uh, is not active in the market anymore. We focus 10-year German, Italy-Germany spread at 210 basis, 210 basis point by mid-2023 and declining to gradually towards 190 basis point by end 2023. Similarly, we also forecast 10-year France-Germany spread to end 2023 at 35 basis point level. On QT, you mentioned, uh, I think in our view, we expect QT to be more of a buy the rumor, sell the fact type of uh, dynamics because we believe that the impact of uh, QT on interim spreads uh, will be quite limited from a flow point of view because uh, the actual amount of flow would be quite small when it materializes. But we do see risk of interim spreads getting under pressure during he heavy supply period of early 2023 on intensifying QT noise. So that sort of drives our first few tightening view that the supply demand dynamics deteriorate quite significantly and the QT noise will add to that. But once we are post the ECB uh, terminal, I think then we are in more of a carry and a risk adjusted return world and the stress will tighten gradually. On country specifics, we prefer Italy to express the underweight in early 2023 on valuations and also the political wildcard. And on other countries, we favor longs in Austria, Finland versus court to fade excessive illiquidity premium. We prefer shorts in Portugal versus Spain to fade excessive uh, Portuguese expensiveness, especially on increasing supply pressure in Portugal in 2023. And we also like Greece overweight versus Italy, mostly after the Greek elections during the summer. Thank you, Aditya. Uh, let me turn to Kagendra now. I think that uh, the volatility short term has created a decent amount of opportunity in, in the euro area. And uh, as you approach the end of the tightening cycle, I think that there will be more focus on what terminal rate will be eventually delivered and potentially positioning for a reversal of visa tightening. So given our boom forecast and the ECB outlook, what are your favorite trades in the euro area in uh, derivative space, uh, Kagendra? Yeah, thanks, uh, Fabio. Like, as you mentioned, in the baseline scenario, you know, we expect ECB to be around at 2.5% in depot. Uh, however, we continue to expect market to price an inflation premium, uh, which means at the peak of the depot rate 
which I think is between 260 to 310 should be uh, should be fairly priced. So uh, as a near-term tactical trade, I think uh, I like fading the extreme, just like how we talked about in Bunds, um, uh, fading the extreme's price on the on the money market curve, uh, mainly from the uh, from the long side. If I look over the medium term, we believe that rates are biased lower. Uh, and to this effect, we like buying deep out of the money receivers, especially on reds and greens mid curves. If I move on to the money market flatness, I money market curve, I like flatness on reds and blues, um, reds, blues, uh, ester curve to be attractive as a medium term trade. Uh, we would expect uh, market to focus, markets focus to quickly transition towards a rate cut uh, as there as we get further clarity on the on the peak terminal rate, and that should help flatten the curve. And also, I think this trade should work in a in a scenario of stickier inflation and higher higher peak delivered by the ECB, which means the the higher the peak that is delivered, which is expectedly closer in uh, earlier part in 2023 rather than in later part of 2023. This would imply a quick and deeper cuts to be priced in uh, later in the in the greens and blues part of the curve, and that should help uh, flatten the reds blues curve even further. Uh, if I go on, or moving on to the swap curve, I think that the 1030 swap curve is biased steeper over the medium term, but is likely to stay choppy over the term. Uh, as a medium term trade on this, we like 1030s conditional bull steepness implemented via receivers. Uh, similarly, we also think that the two stents curve is by steeper, and we like to play that uh, again using using receivers uh, on two stents uh, as a bull steepener trade. Thank you. Uh, German spread this year have been driven by clearly the beta of uh, tightener financial condition, but also the big issue around collateral scarcity. Uh, do you think that something is going to change? What is our outlook for German spread next year? And uh, what do you think is going to happen to rates ball? On swap spreads and volatility, I think uh, we expect the drivers which drove them wider spreads and higher vol in 2022 to remain prominent, but this time obviously help them retrace from the still elevated levels. We expect market pricing um, more ECB easing in late 2023 and early 2024, uh, which should put broad narrowing pressure on swap spreads, that is via easier financial conditions. Uh, similarly, a broad reduction of collateral scarcity from the finance agenture activism in the repo market Teltro repayments, PSPP lending facility, and ECB actions should all contribute towards cheapening funding rates and help narrower spreads. Specifically, we target Schatz OIS spreads to be at 50 basis point versus Esther by mid-2023 uh, after interim risk of richening into year end. On one swap spreads, we think it will also move tighter on support from reduction in collateral scarcity, less paying flows as yields uh, are close to peak. And I remind that these paying flows were instrumental in driving bond spreads wider this year. And then uh, ECB eventually initiating roll-off of balance sheet with QT expected into Q23. In our view, uh, any widening into 2022 year-end will offer opportunity to initiate tactical and strategic tightness. Uh, we target bond OIS swap spread at 40 basis point versus Esther and 65 basis point versus sixes by mid-2023. We also have a steepening bias on the bund buxel swap spread curve. In rates volatility, we believe that the vol surface will continue to normalize in the first half of next year, driven by approaching end of the tightening cycle, expected decline in inflation, and some reduction in risk premium. We target three-month, two-year, and three-month, 10-year implied to be at five basis point and five and a half basis point, respectively, by middle of next year. 
implicit in this is our view of some steepening of the two strengths ball curve across teams as well. However, as we progress through the second half of next year, an easing cycle will start to come into focus and volatility should move back inwards again. And we should see some rich, relative richening of the two-year vol versus 10-year. At the long end, we would expect a steepening of the 10s, 30s vol curve to continue, uh, but with the 10-year vol, vol continuing to remain above 30-year for the most of the next year. Finally, we also have a bearish bias on Vega, mainly driven by lower implied on the gamma space and some increase, expected increase in, call, uh, in uh, callable issuance as we enter the early part of next year. Thank you, Gagendra. Let me turn again to Francis. The gill market has clearly been on the spotlight for a number of reasons this year, especially with a lot of uh, political noise. So what do you expect from the Bank of England uh, next year and what is your medium-term outlook for guilds? Do you have any stronger duration conviction, either outright or cross-market? I think the story of the political noise is clearly fading into the background. I think our sense for next year is the macro fundamentals will dominate, and that's the backdrop of pretty weak UK growth prospects. But inflation that is peaking, but is still relatively slow to decline. So I think although the forecasts have the economy in recession in the next couple of quarters, the Bank of England is still going to be hiking into the first quarter of next year. The labor market's still tight, inflation's sticky. So under the base case, we have a rate at 425 by the first quarter of next year. But I do think that a higher term rate of 450 or even 475 is, is a possibility, just given how slow the labor market has been in terms of responding to the current uh, tightening of financial conditions. So I think our sense is it's too early for the sort of the, the bullish trades. It's too early for the kind of curve steepness just yet. We do think the yields can be range-bound over the first quarter as we deal with the end of the BOE rate hike cycle. And, and maybe limited visibility on what the absolute level of a uh, bank rate is uh, by the time they finish hiking. And then we expect markets to price more of a shift towards easing over later 2023, although probably with a reaction function from the Bank of England still relatively unclear. So we forecast 10-year gilt yields at 310 by the middle of next year, and then a slow and steady rally to about 270 by the fourth quarter. We think the curve can start to bull steepen from the second quarter onwards. That's twos, tens, and tens, thirties. But we think it's too early, as I said, for those trades right now. And cross-market, we do have a bias to be tactically long UK versus US duration, and particularly on any relative underperformance. But I do think we want to trade that opportunistically, as we have to see how the uh, Fed and the Bank of England rate hike cycles play out as we come to the end of that, that, that process. Finally, um, do you expect some degree of swap spread narrowing, given the large increase in net supply? But I think I'd rather position for that once the end of the BOE rate hike cycle is more visible rather than get too early into that trade at this point. Thank you. And uh, last question. Uh, you gave us a brief overview of the dynamic of uh, your area inflation. But do you see any opportunity across the inflation and uh, break-even spectrum for next year? Yeah, so I think it's difficult to be long break-evens in a world in Europe where headline inflation is expected to roll off. Um, we do think, though, the very front end, whilst it's fair in terms of one-year, one-year HICP, we do think, given the upside risk bias on energy towards the end of next year and a wage dynamic uncertainty, our strategy is probably to fade any material cheapening at the front end. Um, I think five-year, five-year is, is, is probably still range-bound. It's a tug-of-war between sticky inflation, energy uh, uncertainty, but also growth that is expected to downshift. So we have five-year, five-year and a 220 to 240 range. We'll probably look to tactically trade that. In the UK, front end, similar story to Europe. So valuations of one-year, one-year RPI 
uh, don't look dislocated enough yet for us to want to be long. But I think any uh, material sell-off given inflation stickiness is a, is a good opportunity to tactically fade uh, one year, one year. And I think our highest conviction view across European inflation space and UK inflation space is medium-term bullish bias on 30-year real yields in the UK. A couple of drivers up for that view in terms of long-term potential growth in the UK that's relatively weak. Uh, expect increased underlying demand from pension funds over the medium term, despite the uh, LDI policy leveraging early this year. We do think underlying demand for linkers uh, over the medium term is, is still there. And the relative attractiveness of 30-year versus 50-year real yield curves with the real yield curve still inverted. Thank you, Francis. So let me wrap it up here. We eventually expect uh, lower yields uh, driven by central bank pausing and eventually ending their tightening cycle with medium-term slowdown and a slight recession in U.S. toward the end of 2023 that is going to drive expectation for lower policy rate in 2024 and beyond. Raise to this call are skewed to the upside with inflation sticker and central banks either at a restrictive level for longer or forced potentially to hike even more. In terms of target, we have the boom deal then 160 by mid-year, 130 by the end of 2023, with a bias to overweight the boom versus treasury in the first quarter. In Inter-Emil, we are tactically short Italy into the first quarter on QT, supply and the political wildcard noise, but are eventually constructive in the second half of the year as the ECB is finishing the tightening cycle and we target 10-year BTP boom at 190 basis points by year end. In the UK, uh, we forecast 10-year yields at 310 in the second quarter to 70 at the end of the year. And we have a, also a bias to belong duration cross-market versus dollar in the first quarter. That brings us to the end of this episode of At Any Rate, European Rate Podcast. Thank you, Francis, Aditya and Kagendra for joining today. And thank you all for listening. We hope uh, to have you back again for the next episode. This communication has been provided for information purposes only. Please refer to JP Morgan Research Report related to its content and for more information, including important disclosure. 2022 JP Morgan Chase & Company All Rights Reserve. This episode was recorded on Monday, the 28th of November, 2022.